Escape from Plan A. Visiting Chinese graduate student abducted in broad daylight. The suspect making his first court appearance on Monday after new details have emerged about how he spent his day just before the arrest. And ABC's Alex Perez has the latest details. This is the photo campus police say shows Brent Christensen, the man accused of kidnapping a 26-year-old graduate student, appearing at a rally for his alleged victim. The photo, taken by a CNN reporter just one day before his arrest, shows a 28-year-old wearing all black, standing alone on the outskirts of the crowd. On Monday, Christensen did not enter a plea during his first appearance in court. Hey guys, welcome to this week's episode of Escape from Plan A. I'll be your host, Jess. Uh, with me, I have Diana. Hey everyone. Uh, so uh, this this week uh, we have a, it's it's a pretty special episode. We have an all girl crew here, yay! Uh, and uh, we we had a topic that's been on our minds for a little while um, that we that we wanted to just get out there. Um, and uh, this is in light of uh, reporting over the last handful of months uh, covering, in particular. Um, violence against Asian women that have made it to, you know, national or the national press and the ways in which these stories are reported on and uh, treated in public discourse. Um, so, um, yeah, so uh, Diana, I mean, take it away. Uh, you, you pulled together a list of some important cases over the last handful of months uh, that have been kind of emblematic of this, uh, this troubling uh way of describing violence against Asian women. Right. So basically there's like two ways that um, it's bad. I guess like one is like exoticizing the Asian-ness of the victims. And that's kind of happening in um, like the Yang Song suicide, uh, which was reported by the New York Times. And we'll include that. And it's just like really troubling because this reporter, like these two white guys basically wrote this huge long narrative about this woman's suicide who was a sex worker in Flushing. They like don't really talk about her name. They write it in this like pulp novel kind of way. And it's just like so gross. And like even worse is like uh, this other article, this pointer article written by this other white dude is like oh my god your reporting was so humanizing and so good because like all this other reporting was just like so gross and it's like no this is still gross it's not better and the worst part is it focused so much on the luridness of you know like the flushing underworld i think they literally say like netherworld or underworld or something and they totally skim over like the police corruption that led to her suicide and also the um community activism afterward uh how it like it wasn't charged um as a crime or something i i can't remember the details but like the whole community like marched uh in to like get um get a criminal charge for this woman's death i don't think it even happened but it's just like it's like a really um inspiring like circumstance where like this entire community came together uh for this sex worker and it totally was ignored, ignored by the mainstream media. The mention in the, I mean, the whole article was like a setup, 
like background for this like gritty noir detective movie or something. Uh, like there's literally a sentence about how sex is sold alongside tanks of exotic fish, right? And there's no mention of the aftermath, like any kind of political, any kind of description of the political uh, activation that occurred after her death. Uh, I think the reporting on that closes with something like, you know, and life just went back to normal, right? Like, like ducks are swinging in the windows and men are smoking on the streets and life is just like it's ever been. And there's no mention of that, that, that any kind of community consciousness that emerged out of it. It literally was like, oh, there was this whore uh, who got murdered. Uh, a dirty cop was involved. Uh, and then, eh, story's over. That's it. So nothing that imbued yeah. either the actual, e either the woman who was murdered, well, I mean, who committed suicide, but, you know, let's let's call it what it is, um, or any kind of sense of hum humanity in the community that she lived in. It's strictly, they're strictly treated like set pieces. Of course, you're not going to, you're not going to acknowledge any kind of anger or uh, any kind of consciousness about this. Right. Yeah, and it happens in not just this case, but like also in the Florida spa crackdown um, in February, like the Robert Kraft case, like this New York Times report says like, oh, the men are the monsters, but like it doesn't say anything about them, you know, and it calls out like Vikram Pandit and Tiger Woods by name, even though they aren't even uh, involved in this. You know, it's like this tap. This was just like rich white dudes. Why are you calling out these men of color who have nothing to do with with this case, right? And the way that they describe the women is like, oh, like it was difficult getting Mandarin translators. These Chinese women having unprotected sex, blah blah blah. blah. And it's like you are only using these um, racial markers to like to kind of take the attention away from the white men and make the uh the women more exoticized it's like so gross and like i just saw this um uh we'll get back to the other things but like there's this one article that i saw about like a german guy who murdered his filipino wife and like in like a really gruesome way just so he could have like a sex trip to Thailand because she wouldn't let him. And it was like, it was so gross the way they reported it. They had this photo of just like three uh, Asian women in bikinis dancing around. That was the photo for for the the het, or the article and also they described how he did it with just like the car most cartoonish language like he whacked her on the head or something like that it's like fuck you okay it's so stupid it just makes me so angry and last year there was a similar story um of a man who murdered his thai wife in thailand like actually like in her parents house like they were visiting uh, she denied him sex, so he stomped her to death in their in their bed. Um, and the lead photo is of her uh, posing in a bikini on the beach, and the headline. Wow. Yeah, it, yeah. I mean, it was it was like she got murdered in her parents' home by her 
by her husband in her like I, and you want to lead with a story and you want to lead with an image of how sexy she was like seriously mm-hmm so this yeah, is- if it were a white woman being murdered just like consider the difference between a white woman victim and an asian woman victim mm-hmm. there's a difference here i think one um it depends on what kind of white woman uh, I do see this treatment happen. If it's a young, pretty, uh, hot blonde, the kind that act- people give a shit about if she goes missing, um, there will be that angle to that as well. Um, but, I mean, the like the murders of the unsexy Asian women don't get this treatment. You know, they don't get press at all. Right. But you do see right. like, but if it's a white woman, you know, she's like a mother, you know, she's got, she's got photos of cute kids and stuff like those will still be considered newsworthy stories. There still will be a humanity to that kind of reporting. It'll still be considered worthy of reporting. Mm-hmm. But for Asians, yeah. it, we really hit the news only when, you know, we're whores, sexy ones, young ones, and something bad happens to us. Like, if you're not that, then mm-hmm. it really does not matter what happens to you. Right. Yeah, because, like, there's a lot of violence against Asian women who aren't sex workers. And, like, even in, like, the most egregious cases, like, um, the victims will not be racialized, right? Like, that Berkeley rapist, he was, like, he raped 10 women over 20 years and was, like, stalking people on campus. Um, And, like, only Next Shark... And uh, some other, like, Asian-American-specific outlets actually said that, like, he was specifically targeting Asian women. Like, even the San Francisco Chronicle said nothing about that. And, like, the USC gynecologist, like, um, I can't remember what his name is, George Tyndall. Like, uh, what did he do? He was just, like, assaulting, like, how many, like, like 50 something women they were all asian and it was like not reported at all like i think the la times like mentioned a little bit how his wife is asian and he has like kind of a fetish but they like don't really go into like any any of it yeah um oh yeah and that like flushing kidnapping right of like this this couple this white couple who kidnapped this young Asian girl and forced her into sex work. Such a gross story. Yeah. It it did not it didn't say that she was Asian, but it was like probably that's what it was. Right? And like that She was set up in an in an Asian heavy part of town. Uh and I think they no, I think they do mention well they mention her name and that was a, clearly a Chinese name. Mm-hmm. Maybe. Mm-hmm. Actually I'm not sure if they would have, since it's a victim. Um, either way, like all the contextual right. clues led to this probably being a young Asian woman. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it's like it was only reported in the Flushing Post, but nowhere else. Like this is a crazy egregious crime. Yeah, like you would think that the Times or something would pick up on that. Um, and there's just like been a lot of abducted like abduction cases or like Asian women going missing that like you'll hear about like every now and then from like really small outlets, but like nobody reports on it. Yeah. And don't forget like all the sex pats, all the sex pat business that never gets reported because the sex pats are the journalists. 
Mm-hmm. I mean, I wonder how much like violence happens in Asia that just never gets reported because it's all like the skeevy um like white dudes running the news. Like there was a Okinawa military base rape and murder a few years ago. And there was a similar case that happened like in 1995. And like I have never heard about this, but I mean I'm sure all of this stuff like happens because of like the military presence of white people in these places and they just like do whatever the fuck they want. Yeah, all of that came yeah, there's a recent I mean it's 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 a constant one, but recently it made the news and some smaller outlets. Like the Japanese are protest they want that base moved in Okinawa. And it's the long history mm-hmm. of assault. You know, um like people getting hurt and murdered. Um as a result of military activity on that base. Like, I, I forget how long ago this was, but, you know, someone ran over a child with his Jeep. Wow. You know, and then, you know, killed the child. The U.S. military, I think, just, like, tried to p- buy off the family or something. You know, assault, sexual assault, murders, those are all, like, e- persistent. I think I've been hearing about stories from there since, like, childhood, you know? Um, mm-hmm. And so, you know, all of this, they're definitely trying trying to get this something to happen, but nobody here cares about that. Yeah. See, I wonder if, like, you know, just the whole idea of, like, white saviorism wasn't invented to justify all this stuff happening. It's like, okay, well, you know, we're there to save the Asian women from the Asian men. Uh, that's why we can do this and it's okay because they're still worse. And as long as, you know, like all of them are whores, we are fine because we're like, you know, whatever, you know, I feel like it's like when, when it's not even that like one is like the antithesis of the other, it's like kind of like the shadow self. It's like the despised self kind of thing. Yeah. I mean, for the LA Times, uh, I mean the uh, the new owner of the LA Times is is Chinese. Uh, there's been a lot of shakeups, and I remember hearing discussion um, a little while ago about the treatment of ethnicity in the LA Times. Um, and this one, so this one, I, to me, I'm torn on this. Uh, the critique uh, then was that ethnicity was too emphasized. Um, that like blackness or brownness or Asianness was uh, too played up um, to kind of sway public opinion that this was you know racialized um, in a, you know a, you know a crime with a racialized dimension to it um, and so people like like you know POC activist groups were actually lobbying the LA Times to um, to reduce emphasis on the reporting about like race as it pertains to specific crimes. Um, because it felt like it othered them too much. So, um, I'm not a journalist, so I don't, I can't speak to that, but, uh, like, that is, like, I can also see that as a concern, too. Um, if journalists are acting in good faith and trying to, um, trying to avoid racializing uh, a person or a crime by removing mention of the race, um... On the other hand, it ra- erases a ton of dimension to this crime, uh, especially you know, like the the 
the Flushing's kidnap case, um, it seems central to that story that she was of a particular ethnicity, and that's why they targeted her for that kind for that kind of crime. Right. I mean, there's like racializing a person uh, needlessly, um, and also there's the other part of it is like the the racial aspect is intrinsic to the crime itself. So basically, you're just not reporting the full crime. Yeah. I mean, and there's probably, you know, there's a profit motive, too. Uh, I kind of wonder, like, the USC case, I kind of wonder, like, would people care as much if uh, it were known that it was all Asian girls being targeted, like, exclusively? Uh, my gut feeling is, no, they would... It's It mattered in public consciousness because the race was de-emphasized. Like, nobody would really give too much of a... They would give less of a shit, for sure, uh, if they knew that this gross-ass doctor was only going for Asian girls. You know, white parents would be like, oh, okay, well, we're cool. What's the problem there? Right. Uh, so I do see a business, you know... it's it's And this one actually helps uh, the cause. Um, that people care more if it's not uh, if it's not explicitly Asianized, mm -hmm. which is fucked up. Don't get me wrong. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But don't. I mean, do you feel like one would influence the other though? Like, if the media were reporting on Asian women with that same humanity, wouldn't that influence like white people to be like, oh? Oh, this is a big deal. Like, it's so. kind of... This is the leadership yeah, it's that like a proper journalism should take. And this is the kind of... And this is the kind of rat-faced climate we're in, where uh, everyone feels like they're beholden to somebody else, right? So the ball is forever not in their court. Like, oh, we're just responding to the market or some bullshit. Like, no, journalism has a responsibility to take the lead on, on some things. And this is definitely one of them. If, if the crime were reported on with the same urgency and intensity... Uh, and it was centered that these were all, uh, you know, all women of a particular ethnicity. That this is central to this this case here. Uh, I think that would that would change public opinion slowly, and it takes a long time, but it would happen. If you see if you see a crime against you know a black person, a brown person, an Asian person, on the front page, treated you know the same way, um, the same way it happens when you know. Uh, somebody white has a bad day. Um, it has. It doesn't. There, you don't have a choice but to start to think. Oh shit! This is actually a big deal. It's gross. It was gross for a long time to get newspapers, and you had to get to like page seventeen to see this like hideous crime against, um, you know, a non-white person, right? While the front page was like, you know, fourteen recipes to, for all your leftover lemons or something. Like that was front page news. I have to go to page seventeen. To find out something shitty that happened. Yeah, I know. Like a lot of people have been critical of journalism for, um, you know, uh, treating like men of color who are perpetrators, or even when they're victims, in like a really negative light. I think that's like changed some. That changed, or it's like, it's like helping a little bit because. Journalists are at least like now aware that this is an issue. Mm -hmm. So do you feel like just like talking about this more and um, just like whenever it happens, call this shit out? Do you feel like that would be helpful or not really? Yeah. 
it needs to be called out and it needs to there needs to be okay like i feel like in america there's some crimes that are more racial more tied to a race than others right there are certain social issues um that just uh call to mind one ethnicity over another right and for asians it's sex work it's sex work and like harvard right academics and sex work um so it's it does it does distort the reporting of this crime that uh asianness is so normalized in connection with this particular crime or this particular issue and when we talk about like white prostitution um there's generally a pretty positive spin on it right like sex positive you know they're they're feminists they're taking back their bodies they're small business owners basically um you know hustling and there's something very like they're called you know they're called escorts they're called um they're called glamorous names right mm-hmm. when it's asians we're sex slaves we're whores you know yeah we're human masseuses. trafficking yeah so like when it and so when it comes to sex work like there's this Im- there seems to be this impulse to corral it towards you know the human trafficking grungy sex work angle um and that's i mean and i think that came to bear in like the the florida case um mm-hmm. i think uh yeah teen was the one who uh um called this one this one out since uh since he's actually been to that that area um but uh you know like why was this particular massage parlor this particular madam um these particular you know asian women targeted for uh charging with human rights violations and that, and that's also weird the article headline was the men are the monsters but then as you read it it's the women getting slapped with like 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 serious charges like human trafficking kidnapping um mm-hmm. kidnapping all all of this it's just like so you kind of you kind of oh, you're kind of contradicting yourself here. You're saying the men are the monsters, but the women are now paying for it. Like what's, what's, what's the point of what's linking all of this together here. Um, mm-hmm. And, uh, and it, it targets these, these massage parlors and leaves off the entire dense ecosystem of sex work that exists in Florida. Um, mm-hmm. And it's only, and it's isolated. There's no mention of any kind of larger context or what kind of you know what kind of environment these sex clubs were operating in, um, or these massage parlors. Sorry, were operating in. It just it it just takes this one issue that these that these women uh, running these kinds of parlors were targeted for human rights abuses, and that kind of reporting shapes public opinion, saying, "Oh, that's that's terrible, and that should be shut down." Good on the cops for finally doing the right thing, uh, but that larger context really then undermines all of that because it's like well why though why these women when there are so many bigger right. players engaging in the exact same thing and evading any mm-hmm. kind of liability for it mm-hmm. and why is yeah. it so why is it so easy to assume that an asian woman in this situation is being trafficked i'm not saying that they weren't necessarily but it's this it's this it's so easy because we've been conditioned to think like that it's easy to see an Asian woman as uh, trapped, enslaved, uh, degraded against her will, engaged in this kind of business. Um, there, there was an alternative take um, by a woman I really respect on Twitter, Naomi Wu, 
who was uh, who was pushing back on that, actually saying like these women were actually they could have been running ethical businesses, right? They're they're low skilled, so yeah. you know, not going to deny that they were probably offering uh, you know sexual services, but uh, human trafficking is just the uh, is just the white man trying to undercut, um, trying to prevent cheaper skilled cheaper labor from cutting in on their market. Yeah. So, I mean, these are all these are all takes that are out there. Who knows what the truth is? You know, maybe these were hideously enslaved women and, you know, they were being trafficked by madams who were brutalizing them, right? On the other hand, maybe they were, you know, small business owners, immigrants, you know, doing the hustle in an environment that is very permissive of that, uh, but just for, you know, rich white people, you know, and that's what brought them, yeah. brought down the hammer, the law on them. Right. And the Robert Kraft thing, like nobody's, I feel like he was at the, he was at, he got top billing for that particular uh, crime, the sting. Um, but it's like, nobody really gives a shit. Uh, it's more people were laughing at him. Like, why, why, like you own the Patriots and you went to some like $20 uh, massage parlor. Like what kind of seedy asshole are you? No one's really being like how like you viol you you totally violated um, a woman an, an, a powerless woman of color. Like I don't know I don't I I haven't followed up on that case in a while. Like has he been charged with anything, or is it just strictly like that he just got caught um, at a at a blowjob shack? Yeah. Did you want to add anything else to that? Mm. I mean I feel like there's. Like, one thing is, like, I feel like because the focus is on, like, Asian women as, like, these sexual objects, like, the people who are outside of that, like, who don't get sexualized, like, older women, um, and, like, just people who are, like, more asexualized in general, they, like, nobody gives a shit about them, right? Like, if, like, an, if an elderly Chinese woman was beaten to death and raped, you know, like, who would report that? Nobody. Like, they yeah. only, it, yeah, it feels like they only even care enough to report on it because it's these, like, whorish Asian women. Yeah, even. you have to be, you have to be, you have to be sexy. You, they're, they're not going to run your story if you don't have a, a good shot of yourself in a bikini. Mm -hmm. <laughs> that seems like the benchmark. Um, right. Like, to be considered worthy of consideration, like you have to meet a certain threshold of, like, sexual... sexuality. Mm-hmm. Like, the story of, like, a 40s, like, 8-year-old mother of three who lives in Orange County or something and got brutally stabbed, right? Yeah. Like, it's it's gonna be, like, a local, like, oh, that's, that's sad, Jenny got, Jenny got stabbed. It's not gonna register on any larger scale than that. If she were like 22, right. you know, mm -hmm. had some banging Instagram yeah. shots of herself in Bora Bora, uh, and the same thing happened, then people would give a shit. Right. So it's like, on the one hand, it's gross, but on the other, like, the bikini shots of the Asian women is like the only way that we're even valued in society. And I kind of wonder if there's like, um, something to that that's like connected with the way the the seaport buffet coverage was done because it wasn't like reported very much you know 
was like way underreported. And I wonder if it's because Asian men are asexualized and like devalued that way. I think so. I think it follows a no an already known media bias. Um, yeah, because white people, white women have been calling this out too. Uh, like a dimension of that exists in reporting in general. Um, mm -hmm. And then it gets magnified and amplified in, you know, POC reporting, reporting about POC. So it's all a dimension, like, like Asian men just get no coverage, period. Like people literally cannot give a shit about this. And it's, it's one of those things like, then, you know, like, chicken shit journalists and media people will be like, well, there's no audience for it. It's not going to get clicks. Nobody gives a shit. And like, well, it's also nobody gives a shit because they've been conditioned to not give a shit for like generations. So <laughs> try reporting on this stuff, try being persistent and ethical about this, and maybe people will be giving a shit, you know, like you have power in this situation. Don't keep passing the buck to somebody else. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, something that, like, annoys me also is, like, how all these, like, even Asian women will, like, fall into that trap, right? Because, like, who gets to write think pieces? It's, like, Asian women talking about yellow fever. It's sexy, young Asian women having acceptable social problems that are acceptable to the white male gaze. Right. Yeah. It centers the white men and what they want. And it's like, why would you do it's so stupid? Because it's they're, they're sexy. They will bring eyeballs. People will give a shit about their opinion. <laughs> and and then to call like then the turnaround and say like, OK, this is a win for us as a people, as you know, as a gender. Um, like, hmm, I'm not seeing it. <laughs> yeah. And they talk about like, Oh, there's like it like yellow fever increases the chance of domestic abuse or something. It's like I don't see the connection in that. It's like I mean, I feel like when they're talking about um all the negatives, like all the dangers of these like consensual relationships, it just totally waters down their argument. Yeah. Because it's not like there's no violent crime against Asian women or no domestic abuse but it's just like the like you have to draw a line right between like a consensual relationship and something that happens to you which you know in which you're like an actual victim of right because it's like we get like workplace harassment uh street harassment just like all sorts of things that we have no control over and it just like galls me because the only thing that like these women will write about is like yellow fever as it relates to their consensual relationships. Yeah. Or if it's, if they write about like workplace harassment, um, the platform is still given to like a young, pretty woman to talk about her experiences. But it's kind of like, it's, it's, I, I don't know, like, I don't know if it's just simply, you know, um, there's just a bias towards, uh, like attractive people in those spaces and they're the ones that are just given like considered to be the ones with the legitimacy to speak on shit like this um it also means that you know the range of opinion that's permiss that is out there is so limited and that's supposed to represent all of us out there and it just simply doesn't 
I, th- I think it goes both ways, right? Because, like, who are the gatekeepers of these spaces? They're, like, white dudes or white women. And, like, who they feel, like, should be in these spaces who are Asian are probably the ones that, like, they they come to understand as the valuable ones, yeah. right? And that's determined by media. So they're just kind of, like, propagating the cycle and just continuing... Um, like, like they only know this one thing, and so they only um, buy into and promote this one thing, and it just continues. Yeah. I mean, we're coming, and it's it's kind of critical right now, because we are kind of coming into an era where there is a little more access to, you know, platforms, to spaces. Um, and, but we're seeing, what I'm seeing now is, uh, you know, the Asians who were allowed in, they they do bring up other people with them, but it's clones of themselves. So it's like they've internalized this gaze and use it to judge uh, and use it to flex on others. So they're kind of cloning themselves uh, while uh, and while also being like, well, why aren't you support? Like, this is Asian representation. You know, you should be falling in line behind this and supporting this. And if you're not, you're just, you know, a bitter, you know, hater or, you know, a racist or misogynist or whatever. Uh, and it's like, no, you're just making, you're just like cloning yourselves in these kind of shitty media spaces and t- yeah. and talking about yourselves I mean, like you're this, race warriors or just- something. Yeah, it's just the general problem with media representation, right? Like, the same shit is happening in Hollywood, but, like, this in in news outlets, like, this is also media representation of, like, us, you know, in news reporting, in, like, journalism. And I think it's something that we should, like, understand and, like, be more sensitive about. Yeah, it's just a... Because nobody's gonna... Yeah. No nobody's going to call it out. Nobody's going to demand better journalism unless we do it ourselves. Mm-hmm. Um oh, I wanted to give a shout out to Journey to the West. Um this other podcast on Asian American issues. Like I've been a huge fan for a long time and they also recently did a um pod about sexual exploitation of Asian women. I actually I haven't listened to it yet because I don't want what they said to like influence what we were talking about, but I, I'm sure it's good. <laughs> and I will listen to it, and you know, like everybody listen to it also. Awesome, that's really cool. All right, so thanks for listening to us rant and rave for a little while. Um, yeah, we'd love to hear what you think. So um, please reach out to us. Uh, we'd love to hear from you. Our email is editor. Uh, at planamag.com. I mean, sorry, editor.planamag at gmail.com. Uh, we'll put our Twitter handles in the in the podcast write-up. Uh, we'd love to, if, if, if something uh, strikes you, uh, reach out, say hi. We'd love to talk more about this. If there's a piece that, you know, you've you read that was particularly egregious or you needed to, to talk it out, yeah, we'd love to see that too because this shit needs to, it's everywhere and it needs to get called out whenever it happens because this is real and this has impacts on everyone in their daily lives because this is the impression of us that's out there. So, um a little housekeeping it'd be amazing if you could leave us a review uh we're on uh spotify 
Apple Podcasts, it basically everywhere you get um, everywhere you get your podcasts from, we're there. It'd be great to subscribe, like, comment. Um, again, uh, if you if you if you want to support us, a, a, a nice comment and a rating would be tremendously helpful. So uh, thanks very much for listening, and see you next time. Bye.